From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, yes, Mr. Rob Rip, thank you very much. It's me, it's Mike. This is Mike Davidson lives. Thank you for downloading this latest podcast. As I'm wrapping up my vacation week, uh, it was pretty all right, pretty okay. Got to rest up and uh, not hurt as much. Warehouse work can be a little stressful, but uh, it was nice to have that time off. Getting back to the grind here Monday morning. I I wish I could have. It ended okay. Um, Not so much watching the Colts play. Uh, They just got humiliated on national TV by the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, let me put it to you this way. They, they were competitive for three-fourths of the game. At the end of the third quarter in Irvington, Dallas was only up two. Colts were down 21-19. Right? And you're thinking, okay, that's, uh, that's pretty competitive considering how how bad overall the team has been throughout the season, uh, how inconsistent they've been throughout the season. Here they are, Sunday night football, playing okay. And then... Uh, they kind of lost big by the final score of 54 to 19. So they were shut out in the fourth quarter and they allowed 33 unanswered points in that quarter. That is terrible. And uh, unfortunately, there's four more games to go watching this crap. Um, but I had, I had to turn it off early. I couldn't watch the rest of it because I knew it wasn't going to get better. Uh, so that was the bad part of it. But uh, the good part was uh, both my sisters and my brother-in-law uh, coming up to visit. Uh, they're in Indiana this week. They're uh, heading back down to Martinsville. They, they should be back there by now. Uh, but uh, they hung out with us this afternoon, and uh, you know, I made them dinner. They liked it. They got the girls and the boys some presents, including uh, a book of Twas the Night Before Christmas, which uh, I will read to them at least once here in the coming weeks and uh they got some christmas movies including the original home alone which uh i'll talk more about in here in just a few moments great great christmas movie and you know there's some other stuff in there like jingle all the way which um you know home alone's a great christmas movie yeah aside from phil hartman being in jingle all the way and just it's that that movie's just a little rough to take i saw it once and that was enough for me but uh, i'll probably see it more than once now that the kids have their uh, their mitts on it all right so uh you know bear with me too because i got a little bit of a cold but uh, congrats also to the final four of college football um they they, they are the playoff course Still at four games, looking to expand to 12 here in a couple seasons, but uh, it will be Georgia, it will be Michigan, it will be Texas Christian, and it will be Ohio State. Uh, I think uh, Ohio State and uh, 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 Georgia will play, and then you got uh, Michigan paired up with TCU, and I can't really complain about this mix here. I think that the, the committee did all right selecting these uh, these teams. Uh, USC uh, dropped down to 10th after they got embarrassed by Utah. Did you ever uh, uh, the the quarterback for USC, uh, I guess he was so uh, cocky going into the Pac-10 championship, he uh, he painted on his fingernails uh, F-U-C-K <laughs> wonder what that spells right, uh, Utah. Uh, so the F word was on one hand, Utah was on the other one, and they just proceeded to get blown out by the Utes, uh, not as bad as the Cowboys curb stomping the Colts, but uh, 
little humiliating. And uh, you know, this, this quarterback was also in the mix for uh, Heisman. I don't know. I, not not to go on the soapbox thing here, but you got you got to have a little more gravitas when you're playing college football. You have to you have to almost be the face of college football to uh, to win that trophy. And if you're if you're being a little petty with the fingernail thing, yeah, you're you probably like pretty much shooting yourself in the foot that and, you know losing. But uh, looking forward to uh, the four game thing. But uh, before I go into other things here too, uh, they're making a big deal about uh, the Rose Bowl, which you know is a, a traditional college football thing year in year out New Year's Day. It's a big deal in the city of Pasadena. Uh, they're a little worried that because the t- the playoff is expanding to 12 teams, that this could affect how they do their parade, how they celebrate. I mean, it's an annual tradition. It's an old-school tradition. I'm sure they'll figure out a way to make it work long-term. But there, there are some people that are just not on board with expanding the, the, this thing to 12 teams. I'm all right with it, uh, even if that does mean Alabama has a shot uh, if they do it. <laughs> they don't this year. But uh, you know, it's it just makes it a little more competitive, and I think it makes you know whatever it replaces some of the meaningless bowls with games that do have a little more oomph. I mean, is anybody gonna be just uh, disheartened if the uh, the uh, Tostitos, Doritos, Little Caesars bowl gets displaced because okay, you got two teams going for a national championship? I don't think so. If anything, you'll put more eyeballs on games, and it'll get fans a little more excited. And plus, it keeps sports writers out of the mix of uh, of everything. Oh, oh and pff, okay, one more college football rant before I get uh, deep into this whole Kanye thing and some other stuff. Uh, Deadspin is perhaps the worst pearl-clutching, hand-wringing, PC bullshit sports website there is because these guys and gals get upset about everything and uh deon sanders i think leaving jackson state uh going to colorado big time uh big time school and you know he's had some success down there in the south and uh they're kind of chiding him for uh you know exploiting hsbc which is you know historically black school or colleges and using it to pretty much up his thing and i all I can think of, you know, reading, reading uh, a little bit of this article is like, are they really against a black man uh, leaving a smaller school for a bigger program to find success? I, is is that what I'm getting here? Because, you know, I, I think a lot of coaches would jump at the chance to jump and, you know, and coach a big-time school, black or white. Um, you know, if, if Dion, for whatever reason was, uh, you know, offered the job at Alabama because Nick Saban decided to step up down and, you know, take the coaching gig at uh, Aflac. You know, I think I think Deion Sanders would jump at that, and I'd say, all right, go for it, do it. I mean, I, I don't understand the big deal here because, you know, you have a lot of co- college coaches always looking for the bigger school, and that's just, that's just how the game's played, you know, exploiting it. It's like, dude... Brady Hoke had a nice run at Ball State, and he used that to go to a bigger school and, of course, crapped the bed when he went to Michigan. But, you know, he he was not going to be a Cardinals coach forever. That's what I'm getting at right there. 
Okay, so enough of Deadspin proving how freaking worthless they are. Let's talk about somebody else who's worthless. Um, Kanye West. And uh, you remember maybe a few episodes back, uh, you know, I, I made mention about some of the th dumber things uh, that Kanye had been doing and saying and how he went on a podcast bragging up how uh, he didn't like reading books uh, because they were like eating broccoli to him. <laughs> Uh, he could probably use a few books right now, right? And, you know, my, my suggestion was for him to go away for a year or so, uh, you know, with, with, you know, books of his own choosing, whatever they may be. You know, it could be anything from the Bible to a dirty romance novel. It doesn't matter. Just something to get, you know, the gears in his brain whirling and thinking about things and, you know, Kind of separating himself from pop culture. Well, I need to amend that. Uh, he needs to go away for a couple of decades. Maybe maybe we put him on a, a desert island with a bunch of books and some food and some water or something. And Because uh, I, I, I don't think he's coming back, ladies and gentlemen. He's he stepped off the, the, the train and he's in Cuckoosville now. Uh, you know... Because, okay, he, he went was on Alex Jones, his InfoWars show. And he was wearing this weird black mask and weird getup. It looked like he was uh, going to go fencing after the show. I don't know. And uh, he had a Bible right next to him. And I knew it was trouble because I know damn well Mr. It's Like Broccoli didn't read this book. So there's that, and he's hanging out with this dude, uh, Nick Fuentes. Uh, for those who don't know, he's a white nationalist of Mexican descent. Um, <laughs> just this country's got some weirdos running around, right? So they're, so they're on the Alex Jones show, and he's trying to you know justify some of his Jew bashing uh, on on Twitter, and he just, he proceeded to not only dig the hole deeper. But make Alex Jones uncomfortable, and if if you're the one that makes Alex Jones look like one of the more reasonable voices in the room, you got problems. Uh, he was talking about how Hitler brought a lot of good things to the table and uh, all this other stuff, and uh, Alex Jones is trying to distance himself in real time from Kanye. This is some spectacular shit, by the way. Uh, he's talking about, Alex Jones is talking about how his dad, or his granddad, went over in World War II to fight off Nazis, and how he doesn't like Nazis. And in the middle of the interview, uh, uh, Kanye or, is going to break or something, you know, uh, because Alex has got to sell those weird-ass vitamins. Uh, Kanye said he liked Hitler. And, you know, some people are trying to defend some of the shit that uh, Kanye was saying. Well, you know, they still use the Audubon over Adidas and Volkswagen and blah 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 blah. And, you know, and, okay, it's one thing for Germans to continue using the Autobahn, right? It's one thing for Volkswagen and Adidas to be in existence still to this day. But it's an entirely different thing when you say, I like Hitler. Because you can't like Hitler. Ever. It's it's bad it's bad form, old man, and uh, so everybody's distancing themselves from Kanye, and rightfully so. Uh, even Elon Musk, who reinstated his Twitter account, 
had to suspend it again. And uh, get more into Elon here in just a few moments. Um, but uh, I guess Kanye put up a swastika on his Twitter account, and that was enough for uh, Elon to say, no, dude, no. No. And I think I think what you're looking at real time is you remember um, when Britney Spears had the meltdown and everybody's laughing about her shaving her head and, you know, having this breakdown and she has conservatorship. I think that's what you're seeing with Kanye right now. Uh, except, you know, he's not shaving his head. He's wearing funky mask and hanging out with Nazi sympathizers. And it's not a good look. And he's obviously off the deep end. He's losing money left and right. Uh, somehow he's paying child support to a woman who makes more money than he does. Yeah, it's it's amazing shit right here, and and he just he doesn't he doesn't tap the brakes, he doesn't stop, he doesn't take a deep breath. I mean, for a guy that's got the Bible right next to him, he's not taking any time to read it and go, well, what would Jesus do? What what can I do to make my life better? Now he's just he's lashing out and shooting himself in the foot spectacularly, and I don't, and I don't think anybody who's reasonable is going to get behind uh, the Kanye train here, but. It got me thinking, um, because this is a bad mental breakdown of his, and I don't agree with the stuff that he says. But are there worse things this week than Kanye? And the answer is yes. Yes, there is. Uh, and I can give you three examples here of, um, of the things being worse than Kanye pretty much destroying himself, because as... The more Kanye says shit, the worse it looks on him, and the more people want to distance themselves from him. I doubt very much that this guy is going to uh, raise the Third Reich again here. Okay? Uh, that said, the three things I can think of that are worse than Kanye, and I, and I had to write these down, you know, just to prove a point. Uh, the first one would be uh, the Sam Bankman Freed dude. You remember him. He's the guy that ran in FTX. He had all these celebrity endorsers, everybody from Tom Brady to Giselle to Steph Curry, Shaquille O'Neal, Larry David. In fact, Larry David was in the the, uh, the Super Bowl commercial. And it was a funny commercial because it was Larry David pretty much being Larry David. But now we all know FTX is uh, pretty much a really bad place to get Bitcoin from. And uh, it basically went belly up. Billions and billions of dollars are lost. All these investors out of the, all this money. Uh, I guess he's only worth uh, maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars. That's all he's got in his bank account. Yeah, I feel real bad for the guy. Um, but, you know, all this money gets lost. And, uh, you know, they're using funds to uh, buy houses for his parents or something. And... He's getting these softball-ass questions from, like, uh, George Stephanopoulos and uh, Maxine Waters is saying, oh, we look forward to hearing from you at the, uh, the congressional hearings on this. And everybody's being real sweet to this guy in the media. Like, all these guys that built him up as, like, this, you know, wonderkind of finance, and he didn't know what the hell he was doing. In fact, he even admitted before getting into crypto he didn't know what the hell he was doing. And, you know, the thing is, too, I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing when it comes to cryptocurrency. But I also don't get involved in cryptocurrency. I stay the hell out of that. And uh, somehow this guy made a lot of money, lost a lot of money. And no one's talking about him going 
to jail or uh, you know the FEC, the FTC, or any one of these agencies that regulate finance, nobody is looking in to this guy to see if he committed any fraud. He's going to go in front of a show trial in Congress, and some of these people that uh, may have gotten a donation or three from him are going to be soft on him. So let me ask you the question here. Uh, what would be worse to you? Dumbass rapper shooting himself in the foot, literally, saying he likes Hitler, or an investor losing your money. It doesn't even have to matter if it's cryptocurrency or not. I mean, this guy is basically... Uh, 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 the Billy McFarland and the uh, Bernie Madoff of cryptocurrency. This dude ripped off a bunch of people, but somehow he's not in jail. Okay, that's worse. Uh, let me ask you another question. What do you think is worse? A dumbass rapper shooting himself in the foot, metaphorically speaking, praising Hitler, or a fashion house not getting wrapped on the knuckles or worse for pretty much pedophilia type advertising in uh, Balenciaga which is um, basically that uh, big fashion house that all these uh, Hollywood celebrity types swear by uh, it, it's been under fire because of some of its advertising uh, the, one of which had kids holding up teddy bears dressed up in S&M bondage gear and yeah kind of freaky and uh, what was the other one uh, I guess there, uh, there was another photo shoot involving models and um, a baggage thing that uh, had uh, legal documents hanging out alluding to making underage sex legal. Yeah. So, some people had a little problem with this, right? And, uh, of course, there was all the typical lip service and all the purple clutching and uh, the, all, uh, the, the faux outrage and uh, uh, nothing really nothing really is happening with that uh was it uh, uh, face six six face i i had it written down i left it downstairs uh they were a marketing campaign that balenciaga was going to try to pin everything on him and uh you sue him for 25 million dollars but lo and behold uh the the mar the the marketing company had no real say as to what could be done so the lawsuit fell through and so now they're going to use the money that they were going to uh, sue for or use to sue uh, to basically donate to all these children's charities, uh, the, the charities that would prevent child abuse and sexual abuse and blah, 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 blah. Demna, the, the creative director, says that was never our tent, my bad, and we'll do better. So he's not going to lose his job, and uh, they're going to act like nothing happened. And you might have seen some celebrities, you know, and I talked about this uh, an episode or two back, you know, act concerned and say, well, this shouldn't be part of my image. But if they don't say anything long enough and the media stops talking about this, this will go away and they will continue to do business. And they'll, they'll uh, again, push the boundaries of bad taste again. So, yeah, a, a rapper saying good things about Hitler is bad, but we all know it's bad. Uh, you know, a fashion house not really doing much and just paying lip service to the fact that they did something bad advertising advertising wise that rubs me the wrong way okay so we'll see what happens with this if anything else should fall out but nothing else will happen 
because Hollywood's full of hypocrites. Thirdly, um, what do you think is worse? Dumbass rapper shooting himself in the foot, metaphorically speaking, uh, when it comes to praising Hitler, because, you know, we all know it's stupid to do that, and it's terrible to do that. Hitler was a naughty boy, as Norm MacDonald would say. Uh, the more I hear about this uh, Hitler guy, the less I like him. All right, that or repressing information at the behest of the government. And um, so Twitter, of course, now under the guidance of Elon Musk, Friday had kind of a document dump. Uh, Matt Taby, uh, who used to write for Rolling Stone, he's kind of a leftist guy, um, and he's not a big fan of Republicans, but you know he's, he's found some things to be pissed off about with Democrats lately. And he's, he's the kind of guy that doesn't back down from speaking his mind on shit. And uh, uh, he's been calling out some of the hypocrisy on this stuff. And, uh, you know, Musk fed him some information from the old management. He was dumping this out Friday night about how they repressed that... Uh, a Hunter Biden uh, laptop story back in 2020 and how they were doing everything they can to, you know, you, you know, pretty much spend users, kick them off uh, Twitter. New York Post couldn't post anything on Twitter for a while because they're trying to link this story. This was their story. And they're saying this is false, this is false, this is false. And it comes out that the story was true. Uh, some of the crap that uh, Hunter had on his laptop and there was a internal documents and emails suggesting that, yeah, these Democrats were reaching out trying to uh, put the kibosh on the story saying it was Russian collusion. And it, it's just, it's jaw-dropping, uh, really, when you see this stuff. And some people are saying, well, you know, Joe Biden wasn't officially part of the government at that time. Well, okay, he's been in Washington for about half a century now. So even if he wasn't in office, he's got connections. It's the DNC for crying out loud. They're running the campaign. Uh, and when you have government types reaching out to suppress information, that's a little disturbing. And Elon Musk even made a good point about this on Twitter. It's like, okay, if Twitter itself decided to not run it, that's one thing. But when they're doing this because parts of the government's don't telling them to do it, it's a little creepy. That's basically the tweet, uh, just of the tweet. So all this shit is coming out. I don't think anybody was really surprised by it. But there's journalists that were giving uh, Taby, Matt Taby, uh, shit uh, for being the lapdog to Elon Musk. I don't see him as a lapdog to Elon Musk. He's just breaking a story here. Uh, that's what journalism is. Is like, hey, you get some information, you share it, and let uh, the readers come to decisions. But the fellow journalists were busting his balls saying this. And a lot of these journalists had no problem basically running interference for a bunch of rich people on the Twitter board or government or any of these other organizations. And I just, it it's infuriating to me. Um, and the thing is, too, there's there's been a hint that Elon's going to drop more and he's given some information to other journalists that would like to share this info. So it's going to be interesting to see what breaks out of that. But make no mistake, uh, even if Twitter is now under private ownership with Elon Musk, uh, some other techies are going to try to come up with the next Twitter. And they will find ways to suppress information or to control information. Because they don't want you to come to your own conclusions whether or not the uh, Hunter Biden story was a thing or not. They want you to think like they do. They're control freaks.
So you, you have control freak media, you have uh, perverted fashionistas, uh, you have uh, you know guys ripping you off with cryptocurrency. They're pretty terrible people. And right now, I would hold them as in far more contempt than Kanye. And I don't like Kanye right now. You know, he's basically in Nutsville, where he should remain. But it's just it's kind of a rant here I had about that. And uh, another one, uh, Sight and Sound. I guess they're run by the British Film Institute. Uh, you know, and this is something that, you know, prestigious film houses will do every 10 years. Uh, they will uh, come up with their own 100 greatest films of all time. Uh, you know, kind of revamp it because, you know, you have new movies coming out and, you know, you want to add things to it and all this other stuff. And I get it. If you have new pictures coming out, you you want to give them a fair shake. But their list uh, that was voted upon is really bad because uh, number three is Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane actually is a great film. Um Number two, Vertigo uh, by Alfred Hitchcock, and that's a very trippy, trippy movie. Um, I don't know if that's his best, but a lot of a lot of film critics love it. Number one, what would you think it was? Casablanca, uh, you'd be wrong. Godfather, you'd be wrong again. Gene Dillman, it came out in 1975. It's a French film, and I guess it's a three and a half hour movie about. Um, a stressed out prostitute or something. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but The Godfather, which to me should be a, in everybody's top five. It's in my top three. It's my number two movie of all time. Number 12 on this freaking list. Mulholland Drive by David Lynch, which was just a bizarre, crazy-ass film back in 2001 that nobody understood. Somehow is in their top ten. But uh, The Godfather... Godfather is uh, number 12. Get Out uh, num uh, came out in 2017. I that movie's already five years old. It's on uh, in the top 100, but you know what's not in the top 100? Godfather 2, Chinatown, Red River, Double Indemnity, Wizard of Oz, Gone with the Wind, Easy Rider, Midnight Cowboy, Maltese Falcon, French Connection, Unforgiven, which is a great film. Ben-Hur, Raging Bull, Touch of Evil, Schindler's List, Malcolm X. And, I mean, there's a whole ton of movies they left off there, but they were doing this just because they wanted to be more inclusive and politically, incorre uh, politically correct. So they decided to put a French prostitute movie at number one. This is BFI. This is uh, Sight and Sound over there across the pond. Um, I'm just... I'm a little uh, crestfallen because it only makes me wonder what the American Film Institute is going to vote as uh, prestigious if they're going to have that. Of course, with AFI, they, they generally vote on Hollywood movies, so it will be within the system. It won't be like, you know, some of this uh, la dee dotty artsy-fartsy crap. But they'll find a way to F up that list, too. Yeah, The thing about uh, Get Out, um, I haven't seen it. I, I hear good things about it, but I, it's one of those movies that I just haven't gotten around to seeing yet. Uh, came out in 2017. It may be one of the few movies you could justify putting on the list. I don't know if I'd put it up over Godfather 2, uh, which deserves to be on the list, but it's not even in the top 100 of these guys. But uh, 
it kind of shows how bad film is when they're having to go back and retroactively add things like the the French prostitute movie uh, just to give it some love. Uh, the, because there's just not a lot of great films coming out to begin with anymore. So, uh, there you have it. Uh, they're just, they don't know great cinema anymore. Alright, bear with me, my voice is running out, and I apologize. I've, I've been more cranky with this episode than anything because of the cold. Um, but I saw the story about how there's a Santa shortage with all the malls this year. Um, maybe it's a little too late to get in the game, I don't know. Uh, but uh, kind of an astounding number. You know, you probably put in maybe two months of work, depending on who hires you. I mean, if a mall hires you, you know, to, to, to talk to all the boys and girls and take a picture and everything, you get two months of work. But one number I saw was that a, a good, decent Santa Claus could clean up and make $20,000 a season. Twenty thousand dollars to sit there to have kids sit on your lap and for you to act jolly and ho ho ho, that's a pretty good haul right there. You know, but uh, I, I, I don't know if I've really ever had that experience. I was a little too young uh, with the mall Santas to really recall how professional they were. You don't really pay attention to that crap. You're just like, oh, it's Santa. I'm gonna tell him what I want, and that's it. I mean, I don't know how you would really. Uh, grade whether or not that this is a professional clean-cut Santa or just uh, the drunk that you gave five bucks to uh, here's hoping that he hasn't violated his parole but twenty thousand dollars is a nice little haul if you can get that I don't know if anybody around here in Northeast Indiana is paying that uh, let's see a uh, pilk have you ever heard of this crap uh, basically it's Pepsi and milk Pepsi Trying to make a big deal about it. for the holidays, they got this uh, ad campaign with Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of opportunities for that, lass. Uh, but uh, she's in this little ad campaign where uh, you, you combine milk and Pepsi, which some people swear by this. I don't know. Maybe it's just my college days and the thought of adding dairy and alcohol together. I can't imagine what milk and soda would taste like. Milk, milk, I. Uh, you know, you have to be careful how would you pair that shit with. I make it sound like it's uh, street-grade cocaine there. You pair that shit up with, yeah, milk. Uh, I mean, chocolate milk works. Strawberry milk's all right. I just, I'm not going to pour soda into a milk, all right? Uh, oh, uh, since I'm so happy about football right now, uh, I, I guess I'm, not, I'm glad I'm not a Rams fan. Uh, they got a bunch of games in prime time to wrap up their season. Uh, Matthew Stafford uh, has had some injury issues, um, and of course, Christmas is rolling around. Los Angeles, they play the lowly Broncos. Prime, I think that's a prime time game. So it's the Rams and the Broncos Christmas Day, and they're having trouble selling tickets or getting fans in the stands. They're worried it's going to be like a ghost town. I'm just like, who could have predicted that... Uh, the film base in Los Angeles is so damn flaky. I mean, it's not like the Raiders left to go back to Oakland, right? Yeah, so they're having trouble with that. The Broncos, man. If anybody has a worse enough time moving the ball than Matt Ryan does, it's Russell Wilson. He is god-awful this year, um, and it's surprising how bad he's been, as it has been with Matt Ryan, too. Alright, so uh, wrapping it up, let's wrap it up with a Christmas movie. 
Home Alone. My kids got that. And Joe Pesci was interviewed about it, and he talked about how he enjoyed shooting both one and two. He actually sustained burns uh, from shooting the scenes in Home Alone. <laughs> he did suffer burns. I mean, he took a blowtorch to the head for crying out loud. And I guess it hurt a little bit, but uh, overall, he said he had fun shooting that. Yeah, not everything CGI. That was that. I guess that was. I don't know how real that was him taking an actual blowtorch to the head but real enough I mean god the faces on a Polar Express look like crap so you, you gotta take what you can alright that's enough for me let's go around I gotta go gargle some salt water until next time you've been listening to Mike Davidson live be sure to check him out on social media like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives follow him on twitter look for at davidsonlives 